Welcome to the All In Recruitment podcast by Manatao, where we explore best practices, learnings, and trends with leaders in the recruitment space. If you like our content, please subscribe to our channels on YouTube and Spotify to stay tuned to our weekly episodes. My name is Lydia, and joining us today is Alex Her, Global Employer Branding Manager at GoDaddy. Hello, Alex. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, Lydia. Thanks for having me. So Alex, you head up the global employer branding function at GoDaddy, and you have been in the employer branding space now for, for more than five years. So walk us sure. through your journey, Alex, and why employer branding has become a topic that you are passionate about. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think my journey was any, yeah, it's, it's, it's unique, right? Everyone has a unique way where they, they find themselves, you know, just kind of sliding in or bumping into employer branding. But uh I started off actually doing help desk work um, mm. and then into workers' comp insurance, so labor insurance might be the term for that elsewhere. And then uh, hopped into helping out some family with the restaurants, with social media to get that experience. And Right, the restaurant. Uh, yeah, yeah, restaurant. So I've got to uh, have a cousin who has a Thai restaurant. So it was, okay, I'll run your social media for free. And mm. I can I can try out these different practices that I was learning in school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, I'll do this for free. You'll get all the you know the coverage. Had another uh, cousin who had a egg roll restaurant. Uh, so still like a Thai influence as well. And then uh, moved over to a digital marketing agency here in Austin, Texas. Right. And uh, learned everything from email marketing to uh, ops reporting, social media planning, media planning, SEO, uh, running campaigns from start to finish. And then... Um, took a chance on a contract position at um, at, a, at a company here uh, called Cox Enterprises and mm-hmm. got in there. They so and then I got in and was handling the uh, the employer brand for the automotive sector, Cox Automotive. So they have Auto Trader, Cutting Blue Book, some of their more global brands. And um, it just for me, it resonated because it took everything that I really enjoy doing. You know, I love, love the tech, love the social media, and then. Uh, the whole SEO and digital marketing aspect. And then what stood out to me the most was I, you know, I'd been looking for jobs prior to, to coming down to Austin, Texas. And it was looking at some of the things that attracted me to mm-hmm. go work for employers, right? So the, the photos of, you know, the team out there, you know, uh, supporting the community, uh, you know, ping pong tables, having fun together with their teammates and the perks and the benefits. So it was taking that and then having my own spin on that with, with what you know was given to me at uh, at that company, Cox Enterprises. So um, was able to take that and just work with a lot of phenomenal people who who knew um, who knew all these different aspects better than I did, right? So just pick their brains and you know uh, be as much of a sponge as possible to like soak in all I could from them. And then went over to to Informatica where I ran uh, I ran their uh, employer brand shop across twenty seven countries as a team of one. And then uh, after that, over here to to GoDaddy, where I've been for the uh, the last year and a half. But um, it's a uh, it's it's been a good journey. But I mean, I I'm, guess I, I I love what I do here and love the the employer branding space because it gives me a chance to uh, to, to give back to others. Right uh, at the end of the day, you know, you're 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 still educating people, but you're helping people. You know, uh, get into what may be their dream company, whether it be. Uh, the perks, the benefits, the the EVP, there's something that resonates for them, right? And you mm-hmm. helping them get there and, you know, uh, just, just, just joining your, you know, your, your 
you know, your regional team, your global team is uh, is fulfilling. And I like how you've placed yourself as uh, a person who is looking for jobs and, and looking out for the things you want to see in an employer and that sort of uh, influenced and, and helped you to build on all the things that you know and, and enter the employee branding space. And also uh, from the outside looking in uh, at GoDaddy especially, it, I, I like seeing how empower, it, the word empower itself, is a, is a theme that permeates the brand in fact, and you have thousands of employees and your career page, I've noticed, even encourages employees to work a side hustle. So how have candidates mm -hmm. really responded to that? And what's the thinking behind that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the um, so, you know, our, our tagline is you belong here. Mm -hmm. And uh, that that's intentional because you, you belong here, whether, you know, whether you uh, live thousands of miles away, whether you work remote, go in hybrid to the office or have a side hustle. And I think it's um, candidates have responded well. I mean, I, I'll be honest. At first, even with myself, when I when I heard, okay, hey, you can have side hustles, most uh, you know firms or corporations don't allow that. Right? That's typically frowned upon. But um, you know, we it, it, and it you know was shared to me in full detail by you know eventually my leadership and said, yeah, we'll give you the tools, right? Free marketing tools. You can go out there. We actually encourage you to go create your own. You know. If I want to uh, go uh, get a hold of alexher.com or whatever, mm -hmm. grab as much as you want. Like they actually, they encourage you to do that because we feel okay. We're we're going to support you along the way, even if you have a you know side hustle. We have tons of uh, teammates who have side hustles. Mm. We'll encourage you to do that. And I know um, other candidates, like you know, like I was you know once before, are surprised by that. It's um, you're almost thinking, okay, it's a um, you know, it, it's there's got to be there's got to be a catch to it, but then. It's it's true, you know. I, I've been here for a year and a half, and it has not uh, has not changed. I mean, you know, it's uh, from top to bottom. Everyone does support you to uh, to have that side hustle and just you know, but do what you want to do to be happy. But you know, you don't need to hide that from your your leadership. And I understand from some of your previous talks that you've been a soccer player. Yes, yes, uh, many many years ago, right? Uh, I mean, I could still get out there and play, but <laughs> not not the same level. But yeah, I played up until uh, at least my early thirties, and then at, at that point, it was mm -hmm. um, just for fun. You know, it was was never going to go to a different level, but it was uh, was was a lot of fun growing up as a kid. The sports team mindset is perhaps what also influenced your your one of a concept that you came up with for employee branding, and it's called team, right? So tell us about that. Yes, yes, good, good segue there and good connection. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've always been a, you know, I've always been a team player, especially when it comes to sports. And then when it comes to employer branding, that is the, mm. uh, it, it's very much the, the same approach there. And it's, uh, you know, it's not by coincidence, mm -hmm. but um, yeah. So the the team concept is basically just, uh, you know, breaking it down. The T's for time, mm -hmm. E empathy, uh, the A for advocacy, and then the M to magnetize. And the the key thing behind it is. It, it takes a team of your, you know, your teammates, right? Uh, not just within TA, not just within employer branding, but within uh, the entire department. So across the different departments and stakeholders to make everything happen. Uh, you know, when you do that, you can be successful. Um, that's what I've done, um, you know, at, uh, you know, indirectly at each and every position. But, you know, you know, eventually that's what, when I was coming up with this concept in, uh, in early April, mm. uh, that's, that's what ultimately brought me back to everything. It's like, okay, when I look at everything here, it requires a team. So let's let's call a team and just, you know, we'll define each aspect of it. 
and and this you said you, you came up with this in April this year, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was prepping okay. for uh for for Wreckfest in London. So okay. I was a pretty big event to go to, and I um I mean I could always give the you know the employer brand one on one talks or you know how to uh, you know audit social channels or mm. start from scratch, but I wanted to do something different and just you know kind of kind of lean on you know my approach that I've had at all my different stops along this journey, and that's what brought me to creating that concept. And building on. A, a strong employer brand is something that is meant for the long haul. And it, it takes time, as, as you've said in, in your concept as well. Uh, but for some yes. companies, especially for those, you know, without a, a mature employer brand, there is that challenge of connecting the employer brand with the corporate brand and as well as the pillars of its business. So how do you develop a strong EVP to ensure that your town strategies, your employer branding strategies for business and culture are both aligned? Um, well, you know, it. Um, they, they can't be siloed. I, mm-hmm. I think what happens um, far too often is you, you know, someone comes in and they're they're working it either in TA or internal comms. Mm-hmm. And okay, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to come up with an EVP, right? I'm always going to be an advocate for that. But what's happening with the business, the culture, mission, the values and all that good stuff? Uh, because... You know, we, we've seen the uh, the EVP grow and develop into something that and to be, I would say, for it to be a force to be reckoned with that can really go out there and, and attract some talent. Mm-hmm. It needs to take into consideration, okay, where's the business at? You know, your mission, your values, the culture, does mm-hmm. it all line up? And then fuse that in together with the EVP. But in most cases, again, it's it's being done on its own. And when that happens, right, when that happens, it's tough to go out there and, and find people because... You're selling them on one thing, but then when they do join the company, your your EVPs almost becomes a like a it's like it's a, it's like almost like a marketing scheme. I would say in a negative way because you're selling them on something, and they come in and they realize this is not what I'm getting. So I think if done correctly, um, again working with your other internal stakeholders, which is what should be done regardless of of you know where you're at in this journey, then it can be uh, you know can can be the right tool, the right um, you know, means to go out there and attract the the talent that you want to join your company. So let's talk about where we're headed into for the new year. We are in an economic pinch right now, and we've seen layoffs mm-hmm. happening. So how do you uh, approach employer branding in a time when companies are, are downsizing, essentially? Um, you, you focus on what, because uh, I mean, companies are so I, you know, regardless of what people, how you want to phrase it, we're, we're going into it's an e- economic downturn. There's mm-hmm. a mini recession, probably full-blown recession to come. Mm-hmm. But um, you, you need to look at what you are offering job seekers because all that stuff is happening. But there's still people who are out there, you know, still job seekers market who are out there fighting for jobs, right? And depending on what type of, uh, you know, the type of employee you're trying to have join your teams, whether it be software engineers or marketing and sales professionals, they can still, they, they still have a, you know, strong call the market in a good way where, okay, they can pick and choose where they want to go and where they want to be. Uh, so it's looking at what do you offer them? They can get the pay, they can get the perks and the benefits, but what are some of the things that really matter to them, right? Like, you know, for us, I would say, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're going to offer them a, you know, a, a solid salary. Um, and then, you know, depending on where they're located, you know, those benefits will be unique to that too. But we offer them the opportunity to truly come here, be themselves, and have that growth and opportunity where they're not limited by 
their geographic location or the team that they're on, right? You can grow here. Uh, but then on the flip side, I would say there are companies where, okay, they they have laid off people, right? Mm. And you're almost in, you're playing uh, defense and, you know, a, a pretty well-known company that was in that position before, you know, two and a half to three years ago when we first got into this whole pandemic was Airbnb. Mm. They did a phenomenal job, right? They first, you know, they were on the defense when it comes down to PR, you know, mm. they... Uh, but they 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 owned up to you know where they had to lay people off. They uh, you know put it side by side, which you know their business relied heavily and still relies heavily on people going out there and renting these places to make them successful. And they owned up to that, and then have to turn things around to okay, hey, now they're people don't even remember when they you know they had laid people off and you know had a, a list of employees there and how people were impacted. It's it's almost uh, it's a distant memory. Now you talk about okay how great their CEO is, how they've allowed people to go work from other places. So, uh, but but then for every company that can do that, there's still the companies who okay they're still navigating this right, and it's it, it's a bumpy road. They, I would say for them, what they will have to look at is okay what what are they doing right now, right? Um, leverage existing content, see what they're mm-hmm. doing to uh, to get past the the layoffs that they've had happen, but. Um, each situation is uh, unique, unique on its own. As you've rightly pointed out earlier, collaboration is key, right? So you've got yes. to work not just with, um, you know, within the employer branding team, but also with uh, internal communications and TA, et cetera. And especially so in in periods of, of downsizing and, and layoffs, you know, this collaboration with internal communications and HR becomes very critical. What are some steps that employer branding professionals should take to work together with HR and maybe corporate communications to ensure that the messages there, however difficult, uh, conveyed smoothly and and with empathy? I think uh, across all teams, right? Um, You've got to be speaking as one. Very difficult when um, the employer brand is talking one way internal comms is talking one way and, you know, internally. And then, um, you know, the marketing and branding team is, you know, let's say we just, we like, you just laid out, you know, 10% of your workforce last week, the next week, suddenly you're, you're out there sharing, Hey, this is how amazing our product is. And come join us here. We have these phenomenal speakers. I think that really does more harm, right. And that impacts everybody, mm-hmm. um, everyone that's attached to the company. So, uh, coming up with a, an actual comms plan where, okay, Hey, listen, if we have, you know, if we've been impacted by this, wh- what do we do? Okay, um, it, maybe it's all right. Let's 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 go a little bit silent here on social, and you know, anywhere else where we have, you know, comms going out, let's go a little bit silent there. Let's see where we're at. Okay, what can we do? How can we? Okay, let's put together maybe a plan where we all come together, all these different departments, and we put a list of employees who have been impacted, right? And then showing, okay, you know, that that empathy. Okay, we are helping out these individuals. And then you slowly merge back in with, um, you know, content that you all agree upon. And then mm-hmm. maybe, you know, within months, you go back to business as usual. But I think as having each each individual department kind of do their own thing and stay siloed is the worst thing that could happen. Through these processes, you also have communication, as you said, external as well as internal. And employer brand works both ways. So how do you ensure mm-hmm. that the employer brand continues to be reflected throughout this transition processes? As people as people are uh, laid off, or as you start hiring again, um, well, you know, having that voice at the table, that, that seat at the table, mm. uh, whether it be in person or virtually, um, 
because what we forget is uh, the you know the employer brand is that you know the only the, the singular touch point for employer brand is not when we bring people in externally, right? It's mm-hmm. even when it comes through during that candidate experience, but it's also it's the offboarding process, whether it be voluntary or involuntary when it's a layoff. It's okay. How can we fuse in something? Um, you know, everything that you've created when it comes to your EVP, your messaging, um, any sort of content that you've created or are creating when it's uh, coming down to layoffs or downsizing, you should have a, have a seat at the table um, and then have the, you know, that, employer brand influence that touches each aspect of that, whether it be um, emails that are going out, um, you know, any sort of sites or blogs that you're creating, uh, any social posts that are going out. Um, it, I think it's crucial for the employer brand to uh, to be a part of that uh, in any shape or form. In talking about the employer brand, it's also key to ensure that you are showing off your diversity inside the workforce, right? And lots in lots of places, especially those of companies that are more progressive around this and have adopted mm-hmm. uh, DEI strategies, they make sure to allow the messages to go out through their visuals, through their videos, through the words that they use on their career pages, etc. So, uh, just jumping into workforce. Uh, diversity, etc. We will also talk about technology and how technology might help in ensuring diversity in hiring practices. Yeah, so let, let me first say that employer brand uh, should work, you know, side by side with you know your DEI and B efforts. Um, mm-hmm. You have a separate team, phenomenal. Uh, but you know, it shouldn't be. Sub- I, I don't ever want it to come across where employer brand is saying, okay, let's take some stock photos to show we have diversity. Um, actually you'd be very intentional about that, right? If you do have a right. strong, you know, uh, diversity practices and program in place, work side by side with the employer branding team, or if you have a unique setup where you're all together, uh, even better. But, uh, you know, I think technology can definitely help out with, um, you know, diversity when it comes to hiring practices, uh, but it has to be done the right way. Uh, there's a, you know, there's always a huge push for automation in our, in our space when it comes to recruitment. Mm. And I think the technology can be good if there just so has to have that human aspect that's tied into it, because if we're just, let's say, for example, relying on, you know, recruiters and sources to go out there and use a tool, and it's supposed to, in a sense, you know, give us, you know, diversity and help us out with best hiring practices to hit, you know, gender diversity, uh, ethnic minorities. Uh, but if we're not watching that and keeping, you know, keeping a close eye on that and just making sure that it's, uh, it's fine tuned, I think it's easy for us to actually uh, have a negative impact. And then, you know, instead of, you know, going after this specific number, you know, to uh, to meet whatever goal you have as a company, um, it could, you know, just it could be going a whole different direction instead of where you want to be. So um, technology is good, but uh, having that human aspect is certainly key. Absolutely. And, and this is where, you know, diversity in, in hiring practices, diversity in business practices, uh, they all yes. really matter as well, because it's the people that are driving it. And so, on that note, what are some actionable steps, perhaps, that leaders and, and hiring managers themselves can take to ensure that DEI actually is uh, implemented in the workplace? Yes, I mean, um, look, look at what you know, what space you're in. Like, you know, uh, like for example, when it comes to engineers, okay, mm-hmm. yes, I think it's you know, gender diversity is always a strong balance when it comes to engineering teams, but mm-hmm. um, so much of the focus is always on okay. How do we how do we get more you know more ladies to join the engineering space? And that decision is made a whole lot sooner and a whole lot earlier than we we anticipated to because most companies are thinking, okay, let's 
let's get them when it's, you know, after college or, you know, maybe like that, maybe the final year of college, mm -hmm. college, university, uh, and then when they're make, looking to make that transition. But at that point, you know, maybe they've already considered to go somewhere else. But, um, you know, what we've done here in the States and some other countries is look back at where, uh, you know, if they're in uh, elementary or you know, primary school, middle school there, mm -hmm. that's where the programs would help out where, okay, go through. And, you know, if you want to help out the, you know, the future engineers, the leaders of tomorrow, it's, it's helping them out there, giving those options where, okay, instead of just, you know, going out to be in a, you know, a lawyer or a doctor, engineering could be an option, you know, uh, give them that option mm. way earlier than later. And you have plenty of experiences in this space. What advice would you give Alex to someone starting out in employer branding today in the midst of uncertainty? Um, well, I think you, you need to be a jack of all trades. I know that was, you know, frowned upon mm -hmm. <laughs> early, like, and I think in, you know, 2019, 2020, but, um, uh, you, you need, you need to come in, uh, essentially, I would say being a jack of all trades, a project mm -hmm. manager, uh, you need to be willing to, to educate people, but also sell to people. And I, I know that sounds crazy too, but you are always, uh, you're always educating your stakeholders on, okay, what it is that you do, because mm -hmm. for the person that has an idea of what you do, there's a person who just thinks it's stuff on social media or who doesn't feel that what you do is actually relevant. Um, it, it's gotten better, but you're always going to deal with those type of individuals. And then you have to sell um, you know, your stakeholders on participating in these different things that you do, because we always see the finished product in terms of like the content marketing or the recruitment marketing that individuals like I are creating. Mm -hmm. So you'll see this hiring manager in a video, like a TikTok video, one via ISM's video studio, or uh, these blogs that are pushed out there. But the work that goes into that is sell them to say, hey, this is why you should do it. Uh, getting that buy-in, finding you know the, the right balance on what you can share, what you cannot share, and then getting all that produced, right? That's, that, that's a lot of work. Um, so if you're just expecting to jump into the space and people are just going to hand you over this content, mm -hmm. you're going to be let down. You're going to be let down. You'll, you'll burn out and you won't last long. But if you know that, okay, hey, it's a, it's a, it's one where you're going to be constantly on your toes. You get to work hard. You get to fight for people to, uh, you know, to, to buy into your program, uh, to believe into what you're doing. Then, Hey, I think you'll, you'll be rewarded. And it's, and there's a constant challenge with doing that. So um, always being on your toes, knowing that, okay, there's, uh, there's a constant, um, constant, constant battle, but I mean, it, it is, um, it's rewarding, rewarding once you can get that buy-in and truly grow your program, but, uh, it's not for the faint of heart. That's great. Uh, it's also really persuading people to see the value of all the work that goes in as well and why it's important, especially when you want to attract the right kind of talent to your organization. So thank you very yeah, much. Uh, Alex, for your time and your insights today. I'm sure the audience wants to know where they can connect with you. So uh, where can they find you? Yeah, yeah, you can find me on uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. And then, um, you know, for any any sort of, uh, you know, if you want to see the work that we're doing here at GoDaddy, you can go to GoDaddy.com. Uh, but more specifically for careers and the employer branding work that we've done as a team, go to careers.godaddy.com. And just check out any of the uh, social handles that we have under GoDaddy Life. Uh, we also have a blog, too, that focuses mm -hmm. on the various teammates that we have located across the globe. And we have been in conversation with Alex Hur, Manager, Global Employer Branding at GoDaddy. 
If you like our content, please subscribe to our channels to stay tuned for more weekly episodes of All in Recruitment. Thank you, Alex. Thank you.